Hi, Satans! Welcome to Satire Radio, your one-stop community that helps writers and readers succeed by exposing them to invaluable reading and writing resources and networks across Africa. And today we present to you our monthly authors expose, featuring latest projects from your favorite authors across the continent, including the backstage lives. Stay tuned and enjoy. Um, hello, everyone. You're welcome to Autos Ecose. This is like our very first um, edition, and we have someone very special with us. But before I introduce him, let me give you, like, what, what, what was the word now? Will I say button port? Or let me give you, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what Autos Expose is about. So it's about exposing new authors, even the old ones, the ones you used to know. Um, we want you to know the authors of the books that you love so that you get to you get to understand what they go through when they write you get to um, you get to feel you get to feel their pulse beyond the books that you read and then you get to see the principles and the or rather you get to understand the principles and the reasonings behind the stories and their work that's what Autos Expose is about. So if you are a if you're an author who wants to be heard, who wants to engage with um, writers in Africa and beyond, you should really get on this program. So that said, um, I think this is where we have drum rolls. <laughs> I want to introduce. Our very first author on this, um, on Author's Expose, his name is Nero Adedokun. Because if I'm wrong, just let me know. <laughs> his name is N- <laughs> <laughs> We have agreed that, I, that I'm used to it. I'm going to accept it. <laughs> so his name you is... Be, you can't be wrong. <laughs> All right. So his name is Nero Adedokun. Nero is an excellent writer. He, he, he's a lawyer, first of all. You know, I didn't know that until later. He's a lawyer and he, he has two books to his name, The Downfall Driver and All of Us, and um, Ladies Calling the Shots. So he, he, um, he has been writing for columns on The Punch, and the cable ng he's a weekly columnist and um he well he's he's largely non-partisan from the the stuff i read about him like he's very objective and gives balanced views which is very nice and at the same time i know i knew i know that you have something else that you're doing that's exciting it's about i think i think it's an online it's an online tabloid. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you have to, you know, you have to chip it in now. I had to do small research. So, <laughs> and so this, this whole discussion is going to be about Nero and his work and even more that's coming. So, Nero, you're welcome. Thank you, Adinsua. Thank you, everyone. You're welcome. First of all, tell us things about you that isn't really out there. That's a serious one, though. I, I by design, by well, not by design, mm. by by my nature, I'm actually yeah. a very private person. 
to, to the extent that I don't even know, um, I can't tell things that <laughs> people should possibly know. <laughs> As in your private know. is even private. <laughs> exactly. So, but I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, Possibly, maybe just about family, maybe, um, because I try as much mm. as possible to um, keep my family out of the lime, limelight. For instance, today is my wedding anniversary. Ordinarily, mm. people would be all over the place in mm, Facebook mm, and mm. all of that. But the only thing I just did about my, so that it won't look like, you know, um, mm. I, am, I don't even appreciate what God has done. It's 15 years that I've been married today, you know, so... Wow! I, wow! Yeah. Okay. You know, so what what I just do is I I just put it on my WhatsApp status so that at least people anyone who sees that will be will be someone who is within a close you know um, circle you circle. know so to say yeah. yeah so that it's not on Facebook it's not on as you know ordinary so I, that's the kind <laughs> of I am I I, I just. And it's just to thank God to say, okay, God, thank you for how far we... I, I, I try as much as possible to keep oh, my wow. family out of, out of the limelight. So, yeah, so I'm married to an evil woman and God has blessed us with three kids. Yeah, so think that that's about the only thing that people don't know about me. Well, I'm from Kuala State. My first degree was in performing arts, uh, which is... Are you serious? Is, yes, it was in performing arts, which is another name for theater arts. That's what... The University of Illinois mm-hmm. called Theatre Hearts. So I had a first degree in performing arts from the University of Illinois. Um, then did a master's in English, English literature from uh, the University of Lagos. And then I went back to study law at the University of Illinois. And then, um, so basically that's just who I am. I've been a journalist. Uh, the first, the first I, 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 okay, so while I was studying performing arts, I, I kind of, maybe, Essentially, because of my private nature, it looks to me like mm. <laughs> performing arts was actually a mist, a, a, a road mist for me. Like I missed the road, you know. I was like mist <laughs> road because. Uh, like I was yeah. about to ask you, how did you cope? You are a private person, and then you are doing performing performing arts. So exactly. how do you? I don't know. I'm, I was just trying to you no, know you get it. way you, 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 get, you get it. So when when I was in school, I. To be honest with you, except productions that had to do with examining us. So there were courses that were practical courses where you, mm. whether you liked it or not, you had to hard. Except for those ones, mm. I didn't, mm. I was never on stage in the University of Illinois, you know. And you, and, wow. and usually, wow. yeah. this, 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 so this is so interesting to know. Yeah, you know, usually, mm. usually, um, we, I mean, people act all the time. People, when everyone is on holidays, my, my classmates were in school, you know, they asking for all sorts of productions, you know. But I wasn't caught out for that kind of life. I was shy, you know, timid even. So, but I discovered that I had a flair for writing. And so I started, as I, I became a campus journalist. And I joined one of the um, uh, press clubs on campus. And mm. I started to write. I became the editor of that. It, it was we called it Waves. It's a long time now, <laughs> you know. So we call, yeah. I, I don't even know if it still exists now, you know. But we used to call it, it Waves. You never yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. So Waves Press Club. That's what we called it then. I became the editor just before I graduated. I was almost okay. certain that I wanted to be a journalist. And so immediately I graduated, did your service. I just started looking for jobs as a journalist. And that's how I started. 
You see why I can be very, very direct with my questions? Because you never know. You never know. Like, so, so this is a very special day for us because, first of all, you are the first author who is coming on Autos Expose, and today is your 15th year as a married man. Yeah. Today is your wedding anniversary. So we now know something that everybody doesn't know, that on December 17th, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you got married and you have three children and I would never have imagined in my whole life that you even you studied um performing arts as a first degree. Like Yeah. Yeah, that is really fascinating. And then but I'm very sure that even in the work that you do, the stuff that you learned in on um, in performing arts sort of contributes to I'm sure how you think, how you relate with people. You may not really know. I, or maybe you no, do. I do. I, I, I know. I know. Absolutely. I, you know, and this is one thing that I say to people, you know, I have mm. a lot of younger friends, much younger yeah. friends. And I say to them that my own testimony, what I have discovered out of, of life, you know, in my trajectory is that there is no opportunity that God allows you to waste. Everything, yeah. everything you encounter, everything mm. you do, every process, everything you, every school you go to, for me, from what I have, it's, it's towards a purpose, a place that God is taking you to. And when you get to that place, you, you will see the usefulness of that thing that you think was a waste. So yeah. the actually is that performing as that I studied still works for me up to today. I, I mean, even in writing, one of the things that you, you, you notice in my writing is that I do a, a lot of analysis. And when I'm writing, sometimes I, I like to lay a foundation for whatever I am doing before I now go into the issue that I want to discuss. And that is essentially a training that I received as a performing artist, so to say, because you are, a, as a student of literature, you are taught, taught to be critical, you know, to question things, to, to, to look yeah, beyond... Yeah, to, to question status quo and exactly. all that and look before beyond you the decide to take of, a stand. Yeah, and look beyond the surface of what you see, the surface, you know, dig yeah. deeper, you know, and all of that. Yeah, so... so so it, it, it's been of tremendous help to me. And I cannot say, you know, in all honesty, that there is anything that I've, I, I learned um, or any, any uh, experience that I have had um, that, I've been, that I've had that has been a waste. They all yeah. come together to work, you know, for me at some point in time. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Okay, so let me, let, me, let me ask. The first time I came across your first book, I think that was on your Instagram page. One of the things I was like, why would anybody want to write about ladies? Ladies, um, you know, when you see, when you hear the name ladies calling, calling the shots, your mind okay. doesn't even go to, to cinema, right? Okay. Okay, Until yeah. you see the cover of the book and you're like, okay. <laughs> you know, there is this thing that they use when, when shooting on the page. Because what's that called? Okay, so so yeah, the clapper board, and yes. then I then I then I saw the names of of various producers and big names in film industry, and I'm like, okay, this is really nice. But yeah. one thing that will always runs through my mind when I read anybody's book, including this one, is why ladies calling the shots. Why why did you want to explore ladies in filmmaking? Because it must have been very okay, important um, to you to want to now put down, put it, put it all together in a book. 
cinema movies um, in Nigeria is still not so much of a, a loud vocation, you know. And when you think of it, you don't think women first, right? You just think, okay, okay good. well, you yeah, think women sure. in terms of actors and all that, but you really don't think of them in terms of want to, to want to know, um, to want to showcase women in film as filmmakers. That really intrigued me. Okay. I, I think that uh, it's, it, it, it will take us back to the point about my theater background. Um, so, having studied theater, I know that the director plays a significant role in every production mm. that you see. Whether it's on okay. stage, whether it's a movie, the person that they call the artistic director is actually the engine room of the production. But usually when you see a film, the thing you notice is the, the, the things you notice are the actors, the actresses, and then possibly you notice the locations, the scenery, you know, the, the props, you know, and those kind of things. You want to see how well the actors performed. You want to see the kind of locations that they use, how, how appropriate they are you know, for whatever roles they were trying to portray and all of that. And in, in, in behind the scene, the person who puts all of these things together is the director. Hmm. But the average, yeah, the, the, the totality, the total concept of a film. So when, when the director takes a script, it, needs, it, it has to now think about how to actualize it. And that's why when you, when you see most films, like if you see... Um, a film directed by Steven Spielberg, for instance, he is yeah. not the producer of that film. He possibly didn't spend the money to produce that film. But what you will see is that when the film is opening, you will see something like a Steven, Steven Spielberg film. Yeah. Which goes to tell you that the film belongs to the director because the, 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 the creative process is the head of the creative process. Is the one who determines what the costumer does. Is the one who determines what the props mm. person does. He more, or less, he, determines... more or less, he more or less creates the movie and the experience. The, 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 the French calls him the author. The French calls him the author. So it's like the what is the author of everything. He's the author and finisher of a film, you know. And, and I understand that. I understood that from my theater background. Yeah, so I noticed that. Now, generally, film goers don't know who the director of a film. They don't even ask. They don't bother. It's not their business, you know. And then, I had now watched in I think in in the between 2012 and 2016 thereabouts, I had watched about a couple of films that were directed by women in Nigeria, and they mm. were well-made films. Hmm. They were well-made films. The first one that I watched, that I remember very well, has the title The Visit. The Visit is a film of ah, just four characters. The Visit. <laughs> Let's not talk okay, about you the saw visit. it, right? That's, it's an amazing movie, and it's so beautiful because you, you only do you have know, four characters. Do you know who the director... Exactly. Do you know who, the director, who directed it? Funny enough, I didn't even I didn't even look out for the director, but I knew that Insake was there. You, you, you know that awesome was there. <laughs> I was funny, Jacobs. I was Insake. I think I was not yes. yeah, yes. exactly. And there was and there was Barry. Exactly. Yes. So there were four. There were four of them, 
and there are just two locations or so. Yeah, it was just the house. Their home. The house, yeah. So the house of, of yeah. the first couple and the house of the second, and that was the that was the totality of the film. But the film will are you telling you me? Are you with... telling me a lady directed that movie? Is that what you are trying to say right now? Because I, I didn't. I, even, I didn't. Even... She's actually not just a lady; she's one of the young guests. You know. Wow. Um, <laughs> young guests in Nigeria. Her name is Funke Fayoyin. Funke Fayoyin. Wow! I didn't. Wow. Yes. So, so I, that I was that was the first one I watched. Yeah. So so th- so those are the kind of constitution. So there was that was that one. There was the meeting by Midred Oko. Oh yeah, that was um, very nice. And then that was very nice. Um, uh, I, 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 I I I need to let you know. I'm, a, I'm an I'm an ardent um, Nollywood fan. So <laughs> I may probably have seen, seen all the movies you made. I probably may have seen all the movies you are going I, I, to, to refer to. I can, so let's just I can, continue. I can, I can. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. So, yeah. um, and then, and then Kemi Adetiwa now directed the wedding party. Hmm. So when I when I saw the wedding when I saw the wedding party, I said to myself, Ah, oh wow, Kemi has done well with this film and stuff like that. And then I remember Mildred, and then I remember the visit. And I, I said to myself that Wow, yeah. these are three women who have done three excellent films. Three, excellent films and then so i reached out because i have friends and i okay i also didn't say that at my point at the point in my career as a journalist i was reporting entertainment i was an entertainment reporter for the for for saturday punch you know so so i had had a few friends in the industry yeah so i so i I asked questions and one of my friends her name is judith aldo incidentally she's also a director now yeah, she makes, me, yeah, she makes very oh, nice short movies. I've seen very, some of them. Yeah, in fact, she has she even has um feature films now, and I've seen a bit of her films, and her films are quite good, you know. So hmm. she now told me that look, if you want to really talk to film directors, women, female film directors, you are going to get at least 20 of them who are Nigerians. And wow. was was blown away. So I said 20, and she got me a list. And she mm. got me a list, and then I mean, and then I saw that uh, uh, there was blessing. They were done lucky wives. There were, I mean, so many lucky people that wives. That yes. was, in fact, I don't know why she didn't continue. <laughs> you know that she's done, she, wives. Yeah. she's done a lot of other things. She's doing a lot of other things. There is also Topwell Sheen, who was the lead director on Tinsel at some point in time. You mm. know, so mm. when when I now discovered that. There were so many women. I felt like it was really appropriate to to profile these women and let people know that in that unsung, in quote and unquote unsung endeavor that is directing, yeah, there are women that are doing great things in Nigeria, you know. Yeah. And for me, it was a recognition for them because even in the United States, in the United States where film has gone as is over a hundred years and all, um, mm. not a single woman. I mean, only one woman, and I think I said that in the into the in the, in the introduction in the book. As we mm. speak today, I think the Oscars would have had about ninety editions or something. Now, only one mm-hmm. woman has won Best Director. Who is that? Um, what's her name now? Um, but it's in the book. It's in uh, 
It's, uh, it's yeah, in, uh, I don't uh, have my, I don't have my copy here with me now okay. as we as okay. we speak out. I just quickly yeah, check. So to let I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get the name for you in the in a second. You know, these yeah. are the kind of these are the kind of point lines you are supposed to be posting so that people like us we know now. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like seriously, like so you in, know, seriously, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. I would okay, so her name is her name is uh, Catherine Bigelow. Okay. So she won. She won the Oscars for um for the movie The Hot Locker. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, she's the only woman who has ever won the Oscars as the director, best director. And in the entire history of the Oscars, they have only nominated four women. For best directors. For best director. Mm. You know, so mm. so that made that gave me the impression that look, Nigerian women are really doing noble. If at this stage in their career, so many of them are doing great things, and, that direct, they, are, and, and, they, are being, and they are being recognized. So it was mm. uh, it was at that point that I decided to do the to now get to interview them and put the book together. I've learned so much by you answering the question because, you know, you know, I, I see a lot of these movies. I, I've really never seen it from the dimension that you just spoke about. Aside from Amakai who is late, and Laula um, yeah. is not really in the, in the industry again. Industry they anymore, about, yeah. There are about 15 other women, you know, in the book. You know, and yeah. each one of them adds something significant that they had done that would, you know, inspire young people, you know, to see that there is no limit that, you know, on, on to what you can achieve. We had, we, had, we had a launch that was incredible. On the day of the launch, I think I had about 12 of the directors, you know, in the room. Present, you wow. Know. Yes, you know, they came and, you know, and... It was incredible. People in Hollywood were saying that maybe uh, just about one or two books before mine saying anything about Nollywood. But, but as a as a matter of fact, indisputable fact, there had never been anything. There had not been anything looking at women and the roles that they play in Nollywood up until that time. So it was really well received. And within uh, within a few weeks, I released. I did the first five hundred copies. Within the first week after we received it, we, we released it, I had to go and do an extra 1,000 print um, because mm, we ran yeah. out of copies and then um, there were so many people who wanted the book, you know, and all of that. So, and um, outside of Nollywood even, um, we have also tried to take the book out. For instance, um, the first place we went to was the um, pencil... Uh, Pencil in God's hand, that's Pefty, while they are Denoga um, Film School. But, yeah. Went. yeah, it was, I think it was International Women's Day or something. And we mm -hmm. went and I went with about, about uh, I think about four or five of the directors. And we sat down, we had a session with the students and everyone was, you know, and they came and asked questions, you know. And, and then about a year or so later, we went to the, we went to the Kuala State University in, in, in uh, Malete, Kuala State. And I went with four directors and it was such a brilliant session that we, were, we had with the students, you know. So it's really been impactful um, to the extent that even up to now people are asking questions. We've been to secondary schools, all girls secondary schools, where some of these, where the directors will sit down with girls, you know, and, and, and encourage them, you know, about things they want to do in the future and all of that. So generally the book has been well received and I'm, I'm really pleased. I was actually stunned. You know, at the reception that the book, because when I was doing, I was me. I thought I was just, 
I was just doing something, you know, just I didn't know it was something that would get the kind of reception that it got. Well done. Well done. As a writer, I can understand what you went Thank through. You. <laughs> I can really understand what you went through. And okay, so now let's go to the second book. Yeah. The downfall driver in all of us. Yeah. I really enjoyed promoting that book because first of all, the name alone. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when I saw the name, I was talking to Olavisi and Nifunaya, and I said, you know, I know, I know I will have a downfall in me. Let me not even talk. Me, I'm, I, I shall know. <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw the name, I laughed. I'm like, okay, okay. I think I already, even without reading the book, I know, I know where Nero is coming from. Let's talk about the challenges you faced you have faced in how people have received the book like do you think that people have been sincere in admitting that yes there's a downfall driver in me you know <laughs> largely largely so people have been um quite honest with themselves um i mm. found that nearly everywhere i went before people even talk to me they will say ah man i read this thing and i find the downfall driver in me you know. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I think it's a book that has had a, a bit of some cathartic effect on a lot of Nigerians who have come across the, the book. Um, mm. And I, mm. it, it, I, it's the kind of effect that I was hoping it would have so that we can search mm. our own minds and think and see how we could be better people, you know, to have a better nation and all of that. So, yes. Um, the, the title has had the effect that I think it will have because unless people are dishonest, unless people want to... And the, however, however, the truth is that it's not every Nigerian that really has it's a downfall driver in them. Yeah. So I, I, I must own up to that. Like, the man who wrote the foreword of the book, um, who mm. then it was the... It was the provost of the Nigerian Institute of Journalism. It was my, it was my editor when I worked for, we, we worked together in about two or three times in the course of my, you know, of our career in journalism. He is an excellent human being. Yeah. He is, I mean, he yeah. is an excellent human being that, you know, when you truly, when you look at him and truly analyze his, his life, you will hardly find any iota, any, any, um, you know, indication of self selfishness in his life you know so that that so when he wrote in he actually wrote it in the book that you know Nino is going to testify that there is no downfall driver in me so i know it's <laughs> are yeah. you really sure i, I am think, yes i am because... i find it really 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 difficult to be like nobody that there's a nigerian that doesn't have downfall inside them or... ah. <laughs> but if you say so shall i believe you <laughs> I, I, I i i i do believe that there are quite a number of people in Nigeria who also, who, who you see, every human being, like if you are a student of literature, there is a certain level of evil in every human being um, because of the way you are created. And you know that the only thing that moderates us, that moderates our behavior, is law, is the law, is rule of law, and possibly religion. So every time in our lives, mm. um, there is a tendency towards that we, we want to move towards evil. So it's a battle between evil and good every time in every human being. 
But what I find when I say some people don't have downfall driver in them is that when the tendency, you know, the tendency to move towards the, the other side, it has its its edge. You have the you have you have the grace to suppress it. You have the grace mm. to tell to yeah, you have the grace to to call the bluff of that tendency, that tendency that wants to rear apply itself up in you and move in the way, in the right way that you know you should move. The challenge that a lot of us have is that in that battle, a lot of people reveal their true nature most. There is a tendency to be totalitarian when you have some power in journalism. You know, to just think of yourself alone and to call every and to and to deal with everybody the way you want to deal with them. But when you see people who are able to suppress the tendency to, to be autocratic, you know, and to be oppressive, then you know that these are really good people. So generally there are people like that in Nigeria. And I, I, I don't I don't I can't even miss words about it. Um, but by and large there are things that every one of us needs to check about need to check about ourselves to see that we have a better country and we become better people. Yeah. That's really that's really cool. Like yeah, I can relate to a lot of um, things you said. So now what else should we expect from you? Are we expecting is there any new book in the offing like Yeah. Like yes, yes. Are we expecting something new in 2021? By the grace of God. Um ah. by the grace of God one or two new things in in uh, in 2021, yes, by the grace of God, I'm working on a couple of things. I don't know which one of them will uh, come out uh, first. will be finished. Yes, but I am confident that God helping me in 2021, we're going to have one or two things. I'm also thinking of doing another selection of my articles because I've done that column for about seven years, and I have written hundreds of articles. You know, so the the Daffo driver and all of us just took about 48. Of all the articles hmm. that I've written, so I'm thinking of doing another selection um, for 2021. God helping me. Ah, that's really nice. Like I've really, I've really enjoyed listening to your perspectives and about the two books. And yeah. um, I'm sure anybody right. listening would really want to watch. You see, um, as a writer, I keep telling people that when you meet writers, don't ask obvious questions. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know this may sound a bit, you know, um, harsh, but I'm like, see, writers go through a whole lot of struggles and challenges to just have done for you, for, for you to have a writer in the room and you're just asking surface things that you can just look, read on the book and you want to know how things came to be because writing is creating and creating is hard so much for in Nigeria, when you are when, when yes. you are hungry, when there is no light, when so writers do a lot of things in Nigeria, you know. Yes, piracy, yeah, yeah. self doubt, and all that. Yeah. And then with the with the with the reading culture yeah. that we say is dying every day, and still people still have the courage to write stuff down. Like you should really really take time yeah. to to applaud writers. So thank you so much for coming on the program. <laughs> on author's expose like we couldn't have time. chosen we couldn't yeah. have chosen a better first author <laughs> is there anything like that we couldn't have chosen anyone like everything everything just has 
everything just has all the good things in it and thank you so much please carry us along with all your work we are huge fans and we'll do our best to support you and to our satellites who have been listening creating is not easy we really appreciate all the efforts you put in to create very original works and we are here to support you do not give up that's going to be my end line you don't need to like that so thank you so much we've come to the end of today's episode just keep listening to us on satire africa radio goodbye bye <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did and if you have questions reservations comments or opposing views you can send us a dm at satire africa on instagram or better still you can email us at satire using satire press at gmail.com thank you